How are you doing? Good, man. Good to good to be talking to you. Yeah. Um, well, let's start off then. Um, there's one question that I always like to ask you. Um, your father passed away when you were nine years old. What what music did he listen to? Mostly uh, Italian opera. Uh, big fan of, you know, mostly Italian music, Italian opera. Um, he liked a little bit of rock. Um, I found uh, in his collection later after he passed away. Uh, I found the Led Zeppelin four and uh, Black Sabbath one. Okay. So it was a bit uh, adventurous, you know. Like I don't know if he liked Black Sabbath, but he had the record, you know. So he must somebody maybe bought it for him, or I cannot see my dad buying Black Sabbath album, but maybe he did. I don't know. It was in his collection, though. Oh, that's good. Um, and what sort of opera did he listen to? Can you still recall the names, or was it was it any good for you? I didn't like it as a kid, but I didn't like music in general. I was very into football, and that was the only thing I liked was, you know, my team, Palmeiras, and my father's team was Juventus, of course, of Italy, and we watched all the World Cups. It was a big event, you know, pulling for Brazil in the World Cup. So I found it that, you know, he listened to opera and it was a, to me, it was very annoying, you know, like, ah, it's fucking, I hate this shit. You know, I don't like this. Um, there was always music in my house. My mother would listen to Brazilian music in the kitchen. She has an old radio mm-hmm. and they would play a lot of Brazilian music, you know, especially stuff like, bossa nova you know and traditional brazilian music i didn't like that either so it was like living room is opera kitchen is my mother's brazilian music i need to get out of here i need to go play some football <laughs> but but in hindsight well you've 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 made many records and um can you now when in hindsight can you can you well Can you see what they liked in the bossa nova and 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 opera? Oh yeah, I think I and I actually appreciate that now. You know, I appreciate some of bossa nova stuff like Tom Jobim, of course. You know, I listen to his the fantastic records he made, and um, I end up learning about other artists from Brazil, um, contemporary. Caetano Veloso and Rita Lee and uh, Mutantes and, uh, you know, Gilberto Gil. And and then in opera, I think, is the, the drama, you know. There's a lot of drama in opera. Uh, so it's a lot of lot about expression and feeling. And I understand. I, I think I, we got some of that in, in our music as well. Yeah. Um, but my my father also played acoustic guitar. That's where the the music side comes in. I think you know he 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 would play traditional Italian songs on guitar, and uh, you know very very cool. They're like melodic love songs, you know, and you play them pretty good, you know. So that was it was cool. 
Now the thing is, when you say, well, you 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 have a big interest in your music. I think dating back to well the early '90s in in roots music and and pure authentic music. Can you say that maybe the opera has also some sort of authenticity to it? I mean, Italian. Uh, it's 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 rooted in Italian uh, culture. Yeah, you know, um, I think a lot of the my you know my father was a big music fan, you know, so I think that's definitely translated to me and my brother becoming music fans ourselves. Of course, we we discover heavy metal, and it's a whole different rabbit hole, you know. And once you go into heavy metal world, it's much more different. But I think the passion for music is definitely comes from my father and, and also painting. You know, my 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 grandfather was a painter. Uh, oil painting, you know, canvas and and uh, so both me and Igor got that from him because we paint stuff. You know, I actually you know, paint canvas and sell them at concerts and people like that shit. They, they, they want to have a, uh, you know, a canvas painted by Max. It's like something they think is cool. I don't know, but we got that from him, you know? Uh, so I think we, the both things, the, the painting and the music uh, came from my dad. And, uh, you know, I think the artistic side um, a little bit for my mother because she was a, a model, you know, like a like a real model for, you know, in, in clothes and stuff like that. So uh, I think uh, maybe a little bit of the style comes from from her. And the um, um, I was thinking, what do you think? What what do you think your dad? What could he maybe appreciate the music that you did 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 well, the 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 roads that you have taken, the two of you, music-wise? Well, traditionally, your parents are not supposed to like your music, right? That's like yeah. the right way. You know, you, you, you're supposed to play metal and your parents hate it. You know, like, oh, it's horrible. It's noise, you know. Um, but the it's not quite like that. My mom is a huge fan, you know, so it's, I don't know. I think in the beginning she was a bit like confused. Like, I don't know what they're doing. This is crazy. And I just going to let them do what they do. Um, but as the band got successful and we start touring and recording and became a serious thing, you know, Sepultura became a brand. She became a fan, you know, and, and, uh, which is not really the way it's supposed to happen. Your parents are supposed to hate your music. Well, but that didn't happen like that. Once you, once you are successful, they like maybe they like it more because you have success. They see that maybe. you that you you can you can make it on your own and you you well you have you 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 have something special. Yeah, I like to think that my dad's proud of me at least. Yeah. You know, proud of the achievement. You know. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, I don't know if it's true, but uh, well. Uh, your dad was uh, you were young when your dad passed away was the metal music also for you some side of, some kind of way to ch- channel maybe the grief or the anger you had yeah I think a lot of it I think heavy metal was actually the, the thing that came at that time in my life that was like actually kind of perfect for, for a young 
angry teenager that is very confused about why things like that happen, why my father had to die. And also we were going through a very uh, poor time uh, with a lot of money problems and we are living in a very, uh, you know, poor conditions. And the kind of music we needed at that time was, was heavy music was and and the heavier the better he got. We was we are looking for more extremes of of forms of metal. That's where we discover, um, you know, black metal. You know, and the beginning of Sepultura is black metal, and it was like just perfect for. I said that in in, in interviews. It was like perfect music for third world pissed off kid. You know, it was like. Because you know the Brazil we live is different from the the postcard Brazil that people yeah. in Europe in Europe they only saw the the forest and the the tropical beaches and and the the girls in bikinis and we live in the you know in the cities with crime and poverty and drugs and uh, police brutality. So for us, uh, the reality of Brazil was was extremely different from what Europeans and Americans saw. Touristic Brazil, yeah. we were like related to real Brazil, hardcore Brazil, and so the the, the metal music was perfect for that. It was actually like salvation, you know. It was like it was the one thing that we could count on it that we can have it that we help our anger on everyday basis, you know? And is it, um, is it something that still fuels you or is it something that maybe once I, I can imagine once you had success and you toured the world and I think you have to maybe some, some tap into some other, uh, uh maybe, uh, energies, uh, to maintain maybe that, 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 that anger, the criticism, I don't know. Is, did it all stay that way or did you also, well, maybe your, your focus shifted a little bit to other things that you were concerned about and you were angry about? No, I mean, it's, it's different uh, through the years, you know, the, the but I think, uh, I don't know, the way I look at it is a bit like, I think like if like the Beatles have a gift to write uh, love songs, you know, And that's a gift. It's a, they have this, you know, I got the gift to write uh, angry songs, you know, so I like, don't waste it. It's a good gift, you know, that's uh, something that you do right. You do it the, the, the right way. You do the real way. People feel is genuine. Is It's uh, pure. It's not forced, you know. Um, and because of that, I think there's always going to be side of of my music it doesn't matter or success uh there's a side that always will continue with this uh, flame of anger you know and i i think that always will go back to my father's death actually and things in the world that i i see it and i just kind of go what the fuck how can they do that you know um 
and then through my life, I lost other people. I lost my stepson, and we lost some family members. And we, uh, you know, you, we witness, you see racism, you see prejudice, you see this kind of shit. And uh, sometimes the anger comes from that as well, you know. But there's different ways to uh, tap in the anger issues you know i think that's interesting the you know the older you get you also become a little bit more chill and more tolerant and a little bit more easygoing but as far as this kind of music i i'm i'm in love with the with the power of the music yeah. you know i really love the what the what the the, the kind of what the music gives me you know it's, it's, it's a, it becomes a bit like a, your weapon you know it's like what, what you have to face the world some people have uh, <clears throat> different things you know i have music you know this is my my thing my weapon and i use it you know so i think it's uh to me it's like uh something that never went away and i think it's very precious uh it's a feeling that i had when i was a teenage and it I protect this feeling with everything I have because it, it, it can get destroyed by polit music politics are fucking bullshit. Uh, all kinds of other shit around will try to take that purity away, but you must protect it. You know, you, it's up to you to protect that, you know? So I, I, I'm a very protective person as far as, my love of passion for, for metal is very unique and very real, you know. Is this, um, was it always this way? Was it for you easy to protect it or is it something that you've learned along the way? I always had a, had a, a, a thing about protecting this pure, pure side of, of me. And it was like, almost like a rebellious way of, not growing up in a way, so not to give in to society. So I did some things like tattoo, ta neck tattoos and, and knuckle tattoos. Is like, to me, uh, are symbolism of I cannot go back to society normal anymore. I'm, I'm outcast, you know. Uh, for life you know I, I like i like to be outcast i like to live outside society uh i prefer like that you know and uh there's always a, like a little rebel side of you i think some musicians always had that you know like johnny cash and bob marley and you know uh, Jimi hendrix you know they always had this rebel soul yeah. always alive you know and i, I like that i think that's uh That's important for you as a musician. Uh, Lemmy, of course, of Motorhead was a great example of that, you know. Um, to me, it's important to keep that alive. Yeah. Uh, you said the energy, um, well, dating back, uh, well, uh, hypocrisy, uh, 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 prejudice, but also, like you were saying, well, the, the, the death of your father. I don't know, maybe you can pinpoint of the new album, Totem, um, Is the one song that you say, well, the energy and the, 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 the feeling that I had maybe actually stems from what happened when my father passed away? Is the one song that you can say, well, maybe that's related to the energy that I felt? 
Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Well, I think uh, there's there's different parts of the album that can relate to that kind of stuff, especially like uh, the the one the one song to me very specific special is "Scouring the Vial" because it's mm-hmm. written for cancer, and I think it's a evil disease that enters your body without you knowing without your permission so you, it's a very invasive thing like just comes in, in you without you knowing the next thing you know you are you go to the doctor doctor says you got you have cancer and it's all over you and next thing you know you're doing chemotherapy and and you're dead it's a very evil thing it's an evil disease and i wanted to write a fuck you letter to cancer, you know, like, fuck you. You're not going to take all of us. You might take some of us, but you, you can't destroy all of us. And I, I, I like the warriors, the people that fight it, have strong mentality and positive attitude and they fight cancer. You know, I think, uh, I like to think I, I would be one of those kind of guys. If I have cancer, I will be, I'll try to stay as, as, mentally positive as I can and fight this thing. But it was like, my father died was a heart attack, you know? It's another form of disease. Um, maybe he didn't took much care. He smoked a lot of cigarettes and, and uh, you know, maybe that was, and there was not so advanced medical things in 79 for the heart. Today, there's many more medicine he couldn't take it he probably would have been alive you know but i think this song scarring the vial is really important to me because it's uh it's showing the the fight the human spirit to fight these things uh it's important I, i meet a lot of fans sometimes they tell me that either they are themselves are cancer patients and they listen to Soulfly when they are doing chemotherapy and that's heavy, man. You know, I was like, I never, I never thought when I was writing these songs that they, they would affect people like in these situations, but they do, you know? So it's always different, different situation. When you write an album, you don't know where the music is going to go. You don't have control. You release it out to the world. And the people that get in it can be in extremely crazy situations like war. Somebody can be flying a helicopter, bombing villages, listen to Max Cavalera music. You know, <laughs> it's pretty wild. No, but I think that's something like you were saying, that's bringing the energy. You are, you are giving people the energy uh, and they, well, they, they, inter- they interpret it themselves uh, in, in the situation that they are in. Um, Totem, what um, 
there's a song, a song on the album called Totem. What? Well, Totem is of course Native Indian, Native Americans. Um, what inspired this song, Totem? Well, I think Totem itself is very heavy metal related. We all have our shirts. When we wear a band shirt, we are wearing a totem in our in our shirt. Mm-hmm. This is my tribe. Uh, I belong with this band. You know, I'm 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 with these people. You know, um, so it's very tribalistic. Heavy metal is very tribal. I think, and when you go see a concert of a band, the backdrop is their their totem. You know, and their ideals is all very you know kind of like unifies everybody in in the same uh, we like the same things we we all have tattoos long hair or whatever um so i i was trying to think of a name of a record that to me represents the true feeling of heavy metal in uh, in its most pure essence and to me it's totem i think is like uh, of course, not created for heavy metal. It was created by natives, by tribal people. But uh, you can, I think you can definitely apply the same idea that North Native Americans have about totem to heavy metal, uh, you know, situation for sure. I think it's like, I see it as, the, as a very connected, uh, both things, totem and metal, are to me part of the same fabric, you know, of the same thing. And uh, I, I was really uh, intrigued, and I, I was really hoping the art would be good for the cover that would show this uh, atmosphere. And I love—I think I love the uh, the cover of the album because it's got the forest animals, spirit animals. And the totem in the middle with all different animals and uh, lightning in the sky uh, can be Iceland or it can be Norway or, you know, can be Brazil. I don't know. And I think that's cool. Like it fits the music, you know, the, when when the art and the music goes hand in hand, it's a good thing for, for a record. I'm, I'm an old school guy like that. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 did you actually uh, visit some sort of, uh, well, uh, tribes, Indians still, they are, well, they live somewhere in, 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 in separate parts of, of, of the States. Uh, have you visited some native Indian uh, um, cultures or tribes? Yeah, yeah. I, mostly I've been in contact with uh, pretty much Navajos in a, because they are from Arizona. And we do a lot of uh, concerts there. You know, I've, I've been there four times. Um, we know the president is a is a Max fan, and it's real cool that he's the president of, of, of the Navajo Nation. Um, in fact, there was one time a Soulfly was playing, and in the middle of the show, he he asked me if he could do a little speech to the crowd. And it was a very, very uh, emotional, positive, cool speech. You know, I was I was thinking if this guy was president of America, it would have been much better than what they have, you know. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I have a curiosity about this these things here. Uh, I live in Arizona, so it's surrounded by natives, you know, like a lot of tribal lands around here. But I, I like to also travel more and find out more about Badlands and South Dakota and uh, even uh, Canada, a lot of a lot of tribe tribes in Canada. And then when you go to especially if you go to the uh, the Pacific side, the Seattle, uh, Oregon, that's where you see a lot of the totem poles, you know. That's where they have a lot of totem poles and carved wood carved poles and stuff. Um, but it's, I'm always uh, fascinated by tribal things since I was young, you know, and uh, it manifested in the music. So I think it's really good. Yeah, the, and, and if you talk though to the Navajo, what what do they what do they say about the situation that they are in? What what are they hoping for? What do they want? What do they long for? Well, it depends, you know, like. I think it's in a crossroads right now between uh, the the new world with technology and all the things that we have, you know. Um, I think a lot of them have won that, and a lot of a lot of them want also wants to protect the old elder ways, you know, the the rituals and and the uh, the customs and the the jewelry and the clothes and all those beautiful things that are passed down from generation to generation. Some people try very hard to maintain that sacred. And I think to me, that's cool. That's important. Um, also the connection with nature is very important. You know, it's really, to me, that's like what happens in Brazil with With the with the tribes, they are very connected to nature. You know, they respect nature. They nature is almost like a god for 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 the for the Indians. And it's sad when you see things like our Brazilian president now just wants to kill them all, and he wants to just burn the Amazon. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up, you know. There's a lot of problems right now in Brazil with the with with the tribes and, and society and the presidents. It's bad, but I think the overall the people just want to you know have a good life. Most of it, you know, and I I like I like the people like the president of the Navajos that are in one hand leading them to the future, but without forgetting the roots, you know, I think that's really cool. And do they, do they still have the feeling that they maybe they, they should, uh, well, reclaim some sort of land or, or, or is it, is that a bridge too far for them now? I think they have a lot of land here still, you know, I mean, America is really big. Um, I think, I think some of the, some of the problems they have, they face is more towards um, racism and things like that, you know, like yeah. being prejudiced and, and uh, <clears throat> also there's a, a lot of, uh, this is kind of crazy, but a lot of murder happens in Navajo tribal lands and it doesn't get 
uh, media coverage, nothing. It just gets forgotten, you know? I wrote a song about this on Ritual. It was called Blood on the Street. It was about a Navajo girl that was murdered. <clears throat> and nobody talked about it. Nobody, it was like forgotten. It was like never happened. And if it, I was thinking about if this was a white rich girl from Scottsdale, it would be on the news. It would be, people would be talking about it, you know. Um, but because, uh, yeah, I, I think in, in America, uh, definitely the Indians got, got it worse than the blacks and yeah. and the, the Hispanic, you know, they're very, very pushed down by society, you know, like it's, it's kind of hard to see a Native American uh, actor or musician, you know, but um, I actually discovered a couple of musicians through the years that I really like, like Link Ray was, a, I think he was a, Comanche blood uh, Indian and he was he was cool you know but even him say in some documentaries he had to hide that side of him in the beginning or he wouldn't be accepted in the rock and roll society lifestyle you know yeah. that's kind of crazy yeah I think it's also because well Elvis Presley also had some small part of him I think his great grandmother used to was a Ch Cherokee Indian. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's but, awesome. Yeah. yeah, but he, but he, he all he just had a small part, so he had some sort of darkish skin, a brown, brown skin that made him look really yeah. handsome. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, then, then you have uh, a song called "Ancestors." Um, what 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 inspired that song? And now we, we talk about totem and, and ancestors. What 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 inspired that song? That's more about um, it's it's based more on forced religion, you know, on on uh, on people, kind of like uh, it's a bit about uh, actually again it goes back to to. Uh, to tribes, you know. So my my great 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 grandmother was Indian from 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 the Amazon, and um, all the uh, Portuguese and all the uh, Jesuits came and forced religion down their throat. Like here, this is your religion now, uh, where they already had their own beliefs they already have their, their their gods and so there's a line on the song i really like it says like a preacher selling souls you know it's like a like a the preacher is like old old used car salesman trying to sell you souls used souls you know i like this line a lot i think it was it was, it's it's really strong in a song like when I when I sing that, uh, uh, yeah. So it, it it's it's a bit about um, about how Brazil was formed, how Brazil was discovered, and what they did to the natives it was really wrong. Um, you know, a lot a lot of just genocide and 
and force religion and killing and taking all the gold and all that, you know. So, I mean, uh, and the thing is, for you, it must be uh, you are obviously way back 100, few hundred years ago, you are a mix of, of, of both sides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm half European myself, yeah. you know. What, uh, but I think you feel more connected to the Brazilian side. I feel more connected to the human side. Yeah, you human know? side. yeah but I mean the 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 the, uh, the old, like say the Indian side, and also the uh, the old Brazilian. The, I'm the more attracted to that. Yeah, more to that, you know. Yeah. I mean, like to me, that's like, uh, you know, I, I and, and you know, I don't, I don't hold nothing against, uh, you know, I have I have a lot of great friends in. In, in Portugal, they had nothing to do with that now, you know. Yeah, it's history, of course, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 400 years ago, you know. But, but um, I, just, I just don't like the idea of forcing anything on anybody that they don't want yeah. or like. And that can be for even metal. If, if, if somebody is pushing metal and a kid is wrong, don't do it, you yeah. know. Let them discover by themselves. Yeah. Uh, any form of forced anything to me is wrong, you know. Yeah, and then, um, well, Soulfly has had many uh, um, band members uh, over the years. Um, what was the impact of uh, Mark uh, leaving in August 2021? Was it was it a hard impact, or was it natural, or what was it for you? For me, it was necessary. It was a you know, it was a necessary thing. It needed to happen. It was for many different reasons, but one of them being uh, some of the the guitar playing was becoming a bit stale and a little bit the same all the time. And I kind of like when I have, get to challenge myself and create something different to, to the fans. And um, the other reason were more, you know, personal reasons but i had the chance on totem to experiment with this idea of uh, traditional solos more like randy Rhodes kind of solos on uh on a soulfly record it was, i was very intrigued to see how this would will come to 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 life and the guys that play solo on the record, Arthur and John Powers, they, they play in this group called Eternal Champion and they're purist heavy metal group. And it's very from the Randy Rhodes school of soloing. And it's really cool because I grew up with this old Aussie and Van Halen, it is guitar, cool, cool uh, solos, like with the feeling, you know? And and to me, I think uh, Mark Rizzo was a lot of it was just the same over and over the same thing. We told him we had we got the chance to do something very different from from the old other Soulfly records. I like that. I like I like the idea of uh, of the traditional heavy metal in a Soulfly record. To me, it was uh, I, I was very intrigued. And uh, very excited for it. I like how it came out. I think it's the record is is perfect the way it is. The the, the way it was created, the solos on it were perfect, and I really really enjoyed the 
the way it was done. And I think the fans are gonna like it because I think it has a has a different feeling to it, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's even after all those years, it says it has joy and it and it and it has a freshness about it. Um, when most I most important is yeah. joy. Yeah. Most important is joy. Like if you don't enjoy what you're playing, you don't do it, you know. And uh, to me, this record is full of joy. It's yeah. actually one of the most records I feel alive in in my career is uh, is is this one. Um, I feel like uh, also very free. It's a record that was created in strange situations where in the middle of a song I said I don't know what to do now. Okay, uh, let's put a drum solo right in the middle of a song. Okay, let's do that. You know, and it was like it, it works. It's cool. It's different. Nobody's expecting that. And uh, it's I, I like when you you make records like without following a certain formula. You know, yeah. you don't you throw the formula away. Just really free free flowing as much as you can. Like. So there's a freestyle feeling to the record that to me is really gives me joy to play this yeah. this kind of music right now. You said well joy and you also mentioned Eddie Van Halen. I think well Eddie Van Halen he was pure joyness on the guitar, I think. Um how did he influence you a lot? Very much. I was a huge Van Halen fan. Uh, especially in the early years. When I was, it doesn't really show in the Sepultura's music. It's more like a personal uh, fan relationship. I used to collect cassettes of live Van Halen bootlegs. And I loved the bootlegs more than the records because the live versions were so more amazing. They were, they, they play so much cooler live then the records are great and 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 i think uh i even like some people I, i hear some people complaining about van halen records being short uh I, i don't think they're short i think they're perfect you know they're like you listen to them and they they're over you listen again it's great you know it's like it's like a small good meal but small that you eat and you want to eat it another one right after you know uh but yeah i think this uh he was a great songwriter man a great song together the the drummer alex was an amazing as amazing drummer and uh, this brotherhood yeah was amazing you know so i think we lost a, a great just an, an, an icon in, in in heavy metal and uh I like the, the the fact him and his brother always were together and creating. They even have the father in Diver Down playing clarinet. Yeah, Jan van Halen, yeah. Jan, Jan van Halen, yeah. yeah. And uh, I know he's Dutch, you know, it's uh, very always very proud of, of the of, of their Dutch roots. But um yeah, I think Van Halen is uh um yeah very uh I was very sad the day he passed away. You know, it was, a, it was a very sad day. I never got to meet him, unfortunately. I almost met him on a NAM show. I was working with doing a signature for PV, and Alex and, and Eddie was supposed to be there. But uh, I heard he got drunk and never show up, you know. <laughs> so I missed my chance. 
But, 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 but did you meet Alex? No, 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 oh. not yet. I heard that uh, the son, his son that plays with him. Uh, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah. I heard he likes Killer BQ very much. He's a, he's a fan of, of one of my projects. So I'd like to meet him one day, you know. Yeah, he also has his own band now, Mammoth. Do you, do you know yeah, his band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't heard it yet, no. Okay, you should check it out. Um, well, you said Brotherhood. Um, it's been, and let me count, five years since the last Cavalier Conspiracy album, Psychosis. Is there something in the works? Well, we've been busy playing live stuff. Um, you know, we just did the, the Beneath the Remains Arise tour. Uh, we're going to South America now in, uh, in July for Roots. We enjoy playing together. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, I think Psychosis to me was the best Cavalera record we made uh, of, of all of them. Maybe Inflicted was with quite good first record, but Psychosis was perfect. And uh, I always would like to, to, to play with Igor. You know, it's like uh, being one of the uh, few survivor um, brothers in metal, you know, because, you know, Dimebag is no longer here and Alex, uh, Eddie is long. And, and, you know, we are kind of like one of the, the few survivors of, of, of an era you know um so we like to really it's cool to preserve that and to enjoy as much as i i really enjoy playing with igor um so either playing old stuff was great or creating new music with him is always good it's always a it, there, there's something about the blood you know that it's like When I play with him, is different from any other Soulfly drummer, except maybe my son, you know, mm -hmm. because again, there's a blood connection and, and that's really strong. Is it something I to do with that, timing? Uh, something to do with timing, with knowing each other, with maybe all feeling that. vulnerable? All, all of it. It's like, you know the person very well, You've been with this person your whole life. Um, you almost can read minds, you know, <laughs> telepathic, you know. Uh, and, and when you're creating, it's like you feel the same joy as, as they're feeling. And it's, it's great, you know. And it, it, it's, it's a unique thing when you do with blood, with, with brother or with son. Very different from other band member that, came in in your life it's a bit different you know i don't I, it's difficult to explain yeah. but there, there's something about about uh just the the fact that they are from your flesh and blood just from you know so connected to you you know what was it like for you to revisit uh the old chapitura uh with with ego what was it like did it bring memories back memories was it even better than you would expect it Better, better, yeah. better than all of us expected, because we we kind of knew that these records were good and strong, but we didn't knew they were that much. Uh, they're that much 
passion for these records. And, and it's, it's, it kind of came out out of nowhere and, and it hit us like, like being hit in a face. It was like, especially the festival we did in uh, Maryland, Death Fest. We had the, one of the greatest shows of my career including Sepultura days and all was like a fantastic experience. It was like goosebumps after goosebumps. Uh, and you don't, don't get those a lot after, after so many years in the music, like me, like 40 years, those goosebumps becomes more and more difficult <laughs> to, to get. But when we play, uh, you know, Los Angeles uh, sold out, the crowd was, it was, it was a, a feeling of, this kind of like they are ready for this and, and they waited 30 years yeah. to watch yeah. this. They, and they are watching now and it's amazing. It's a great feeling. We felt that playing, they felt it on the crowd and it was just in a kind of magic actually. You know, if I think magic is a strange term, sometimes cheesy to throw around, but I don't know any other word I could can call yeah. those experiences. It's, it's pure magic. It's what the music does, you know. And, and I think that's like made me realize uh, two things. One, how important those records were. And they are re very relevant today as they were when they were made. And and how important uh, is to, to be... Uh, to play with Igor, how special it is, you know, when we get to share the stage. There's something that happens between us, some kind of chemistry that the crowd just goes nuts and, and we all become part of the same thing. You see, really cool. But does he tap into the same anger and stuff that you had? I mean, like we discussed, your father passing away, uh, witnessing, uh, having a difficult childhood afterwards. Is there something, some unspoken bond? I think so. I mean, the way he plays drum, he plays hard, like he's beating somebody, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I, he used to, back in the day, uh, he would be spitting on me, like playing drum. And he would be spitting on my back, you know. And I, and I, I, uh, I was talking to Dino from Fear Factory. And uh, he, he was like, yeah, remember your brother? You spit on you during the shows. <laughs> And uh, I say, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's how he shows he loves me, you know. <laughs> uh, it's it's very very raw, uh, angry way of showing love. It's yeah. a Viking way of showing yeah, love. Yeah. Uh, he, he don't do that anymore. He don't spit on anymore. But yeah. we play with the same power. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you're saying, well, the roots go to Brazil. Um... What do you, if you say, well, you you have made uh, six albums uh, with Sepultura, what do you rate as your, well, as the prime prime period for you? Is it ex from 89 until, well, maybe until 96? Uh, yeah, I feel that, that way. I, I, I feel all the records created with, 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 with Sepultura were, in, in their own way, all important and all... Um, very unique you know you have the first two very black metal influence Bastard of Asia, Morbid Visions and then Schizophrenia is where 
thrash comes in and becomes this a new idea of mixing black metal, death metal, and thrash. We kind of ran that a little bit until our rise. And then Chaos AD is a huge record because it's a difficult record to make. So when a band is in this situation where you can you can do two things, you can copy a rise and make a rise part two, or you can try something totally different and do like a lottery. Maybe everybody hates it or everybody likes it. But we decided to, to go for option two. We slow everything down. It's a bit more hardcore and a bit more groovy, you know, and, and uh, but really powerful songs. And then, of course, Roots was, uh, to me, is an incredible idea, with the, especially with the tribe and going to Brazil and record with the tribes. It was a unique idea. So I think all of them are unique you know, in their own way, special in their own way. That yeah. There's no one that I think is the best. Uh, if you if you ask me, my favorite is Chaos AD. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, I just really like this record. Thank you for your time. You're welcome, man. I hope I'll see you in Holland.